guys, I'm Sherry Jorgensen with spiritualcrusade.com coming with you this week's Book of Mormon study. Come follow me. We're studying 3 Nephi 1 through 7. And in chapter 1 is one of my favorite all-time verses and something that we can live our whole life based on. And I could just do my I could just say this verse and then close. <laughs> That's how good it is. But it's in verse 13. And it says, lift up your head and be of good cheer. Guys, lift up our head. We just need to look to the Lord. We need to have faith in him. We need to have faith in the leaders that he's given us. Faith in the prophet, faith in the apostles, and faith in the scriptures and in our own personal revelation. We need to just trust that he will guide us. Because he will. He promises us to guide us. It does take a little effort on our part. We do actually have to listen. We have to seek. We have to listen. And we have to act. But with those three things, we can get guidance from our Heavenly Father. Isn't that so wonderful? We don't have anything to worry about. He is the source of all light. So in a darkening world, as we look up and be of good cheer, we will find our lives filled with light. And then we'll be able to emulate light to other people. That is wonderful. That is what the Savior is seeking. He's seeking a people that will be full of light, full of cheerfulness, love, kindness, trust, faith, hope, forgiveness, you keep a humility. We can go on and on, but that's what he's looking for. And here we have in first Nephi, these people that have held on. It says in verse eight, they did watch steadfastly. They did watch steadfastly. They were not concerned with what was going on around because around them, there have a lot of unbelievers, a lot of mocking, a lot of persecution, but a lot of non-believers. They would not believe in the words of the prophet that a savior was coming. But they had felt, they had felt that feeling when they had heard those words from the prophet's pulpit or from the tower, or from the wall, from Simon the Lamanite, and then from previous prophets who had spoken said, guys, a savior's coming. He's coming to redeem us. And they began to know that the son of God must shortly appear, yea, and find all the people upon the face of the whole earth from the west to the east, both in the land north and in the land south, were so exceedingly astonished, for they, knew, they, they fell to the earth. And they knew that the prophet had testified of these things for many years and that the sign which had been given was already at hand. And they began to fear because of their iniquity and their unbelief. They realized like, oh my gosh, we've been told this is going to happen. And here it is. And we didn't, we, we didn't prepare. And the time to prepare is past. So that's a, that's a scary thing. But then it doesn't even take very long. And then guess what happens? It says chapter two, verse one. And it came to pass that thus passed away the ninety and fifth year also, and the people began to forget those signs and wonders which they had heard, and began to be less and less astonished at the sign and wonder from heavens, insomuch that they began to harden their hearts, blind in their minds, and began to disbelieve all which they had heard and seen. So sad. <laughs> it happens over and over. The Old Testament, the New Testament, the Book of Mormon. It's the pride cycle. When we need the Lord, we just are so easy to believe, and then as soon as life gets easier, we just forget forget our, our Heavenly Father. We forget the Savior. We forget all they've done for us. And that's why I think the number one thing we need to remember is to remember. <laughs> remember the Lord. Remember the blessings and the tender mercies that he gives you in your life. Remember. But um, in two, it talks about how Satan's greatest tool is to try to make the saints and, and then everybody else feel like the ways of the Lord are foolish. And it says, um, saying get, get possession of the hearts of the people again and so much that he did blind their eyes and lead them away to believe that the doctrines of christ was a foolish and vain thing i mean it's just crazy that he does the same thing over and over we fall for it <laughs> but guess what 
we don't all have to fight for it. We can unite. I mean, uniting is one of the greatest things. In fact, we, in this last talk with M. Russell Ballard in last conference, where he talks about Joseph Smith and Hiram Smith and how awesome Hiram was to stand right by his brother through all the way till death. They were martyred together. But he says that the whole family united. They united. Thankfully, they did because that is what brought us the gospel where it is today. That family pulled together. And we, as a church family, can pull together as a community, as a neighborhood, as a family. We, as America, we, as a whole world, if we want to follow the Lord, can pull together. And in 312, therefore, all the Lamanites who had become converted unto the Lord did unite with the brother and the Nephites and were compelled for the safety of their lives and their women and their children to take up arms against those Gadianton robbers, yea, and also to maintain their rights and the privileges of their church and their worship and their freedom and their liberty. We have to fight for our liberties. We have to fight for our freedom. We have to fight for what the Lord has given us because it is important. Our agency is what gives us the ability to progress and learn and gain knowledge. We need it. And I love at 15, it says, and their curse was taken from them and their skin became white like unto the Nephites. And their young men and their daughters became exceedingly fair, fair and they were numbered among the Nephites and were called Nephites and thus ended the 13th year. And that is what happens when we follow the Lord. Our countenance becomes light. We emulate light into the darkening world when we choose the Lord. And it's absolutely true. People can sense it when our hearts and our minds and our actions and our thoughts and the things that we do are focused and centered on Christ. Then we radiate light. Our countenance is light. And we can bring others with us. We can lighten their world through the light that Christ shines through us. It's an important calling we have here. There's a, the leader of the Gatnan robbers sends a letter to the Nephites, a letter to the leader of the Nephites, to basically telling him, listen, we're gonna destroy you, so submit to us. And they said no. And what do they say? They said in verse 12 of chapter three, now behold, this Lachonius, the governor, was a just man and could not be frightened by the demands of the threatenings of a robber. Therefore, he did not hearken to the epistle of Gideonhai, the governor of the robbers, that he did cause that his people should cry unto the Lord for strength against the time that the robbers should come down against them. Cry unto the Lord for strength. He will strengthen us. He will help us discern right from wrong, truth from untruth, and he will strengthen us to bear the afflictions and trials that are placed upon us. And 13, yea, he sent a proclamation among all the people that they should gather together their women and their children, their flocks and their herds and all their substance, save it with a land upon one place. And he caused the fortifications to be built around about them and the strength thereof should be exceedingly great. And he caused the armies, both of the Nephites and Lamanites or of all them who numbered among the Nephites should be placed as, as guards round about to watch them and to guard them from the robbers day and night. Gather together. Will we ever be called to gather together as saints and as believers of Christ? Will we ever have to do that? Will we have to gather in one spot? I don't know. But I can tell you this, as we gather together on Sundays, and as we minister to one another, and as we reach out in service and love to one another and pull our hearts together, we are strong. And I can testify to you that even in other faiths, there is strength in those who love the Lord and that have him at the center of their life. And there are many. So when the trials come, I have a feeling that religious walls will fall and that together we will stand for Christ and we will fight him together, even with our differences. And I think that's a wonderful, great thing. And I know this because I've attended so many churches. My husband's not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
And so with that, in the last 24 years, we've been Baptist, Lutheran, Methodist, Reformed, Christian Reformed, Presbyterian, and also non-denominational. And in every single congregation, you know what I have found? I have found a love for Christ and a devotion to him and a kindness to those around them and a strength of absolute courage. And so I believe that we will all unite together at the point that we need to. And it gives me faith and hope. And I love it. And I want to. I want to stand together for what we all honestly, truly stand for. And then in 19, and now it was the custom among all the Nephites to appoint for their chief captain, save it were in their time of wickedness, someone that had a spirit of revelation and also prophecy. Therefore, this Gideonhai was a great prophet among them and also was a chief judge. We need leaders. We need a prophet. You know, this is not a hard thing to understand. If you look at a home, homes, children need parents, right? And football teams need coaches and running teams need coaches. And even within the team itself, the parents need children. We need the whole house to work together. And the football team needs quarterbacks and linebackers and safeties and running backs and kickers. They're all important. Every role is so important. So why do we resist the words of prophets sometimes? I think it's just the power of the adversary. He doesn't want us to pay attention to the prophets because they speak their mouthpieces for the Lord. It's a calling they've been asked to do. Our calling is equally important and he will try to stop us in our calling as well. Even though we're not gonna be prophets, we're gonna have great callings that we need to fulfill. Let's fight together. Let's unite. Let's stand for, let's look to heaven and stand for truth and righteousness. And let's do it cheerfully. And with that unity, we will find that our strength comes from the Lord. Chapter 4, verse 10. But in this thing, they were disappointed. For the Nephites did not fear them, but they did fear their God and did supplement him for protection. Therefore, when the armies of Gideonhai had rushed upon them, they were prepared to meet them. Yea, in the strength of the Lord, they did receive them. Yeah. As we look to the Lord, he will strengthen us. And he will strengthen us as a united group. And it's going to be awesome. 29 verse 4. May the Lord preserve his people in righteousness and in holiness of heart. 30. And they did rejoice and cry again with one voice saying, May the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob protect his people in righteousness. So long as they shall call on the name of their God for protection. And 31. And it came to pass, they did break forth all as one and singing and praising God for the great things which he had done for them and preserving them from the falling to the hands of their enemies. And 33, and their hearts were swollen with joy unto the gushing out of tears because of the great goodness of God and delivering them out of the hands of their enemies. And they knew it was because of their repentance and their humility, and they had been delivered from an everlasting destruction. The atonement had saved them and they knew that. They know they're not perfect. But they know that who they look to for their strength is the one who is perfect. And that through him, he will perfect them through their repentance and through living the laws that he has given them. Like Mormon, we too can stand with a testimony firm and steadfast of the things that we know through our study, through our personal relation, and through the teachings of the prophet. And I love what he says scattered through chapter 5. Let's start with 12. It says, I am called Mormon being called after the land of Mormon. 13, I am a disciple of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I have been called of him to declare his word among his people that they might have everlasting life. 18, and I know the record which I make is to be just and true record. Nevertheless, there are many things which according to our language, we are not able to write. 
20, I am Mormon and a pure descendant of Lehi. I have reason to bless my God and my Savior Jesus Christ that he brought our fathers out of the land of Jerusalem and no one knew it save it were himself and those whom he brought out of that land that he hath given me and my people so much knowledge unto the salvation of our souls. And then 23 through, um, says, Yea, and surely shall he again bring a remnant of the seed of Joseph to the knowledge of the Lord their God. 25, restoring all the house of Jacob unto the knowledge of the covenant that he hath covenant with them. We too can have the same strong testimony that Mormon had. And we have been called to stand and testify and to help gather Israel. And with the strength of the Lord and with the faith that we have and working together with everyone we know who focuses and is centered on Christ, we can accomplish this great task. And I hope that you join me next week with more Come Follow Me.